Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee and Combos podcast, where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Secondly, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody tuning in this past year. As you guys know, we started this podcast back in June and have since gotten over 10,000 downloads. That is incredible, and I could only imagine how much farther we can go, and it's all thanks to you guys who tune in every single week, and that just makes us so happy. Like, I'm sitting here with Ayman, and we're just, like, happy dancing in the chair because, dude, this is incredible. So thank you so much for helping us end the year super strong, and we truly could not have done this without you, all of you creators, dream chasers, and just badasses who are into this as much as I am. And we're just super excited for what's to come. For those in San Diego, we are planning out events and we are going to open our online shop and sell some really fun merch. So for the first episode of the year, I just thought it'd be fitting to sit down and have a solo show with you all. It's just me and then there is Ayman and I just have all these questions that you guys have asked me. I'm just super excited to get real with you all and give you guys some actionable tips and advice from my own experiences in hopes of inspiring and helping you guys in your creative endeavors. And of course, for the sake of my love of cheesy coffee puns, I have to call this Spilled the Beans because... I spilled the beans, you guys. Like, I'm just super excited to answer everything. And I hope this will be a recurring series the more you guys ask me throughout this journey. So just to kick it off, um, one of the main questions that I get all the time is, how did you come up with the coffee, the coffee and combos idea? And honestly, it came to me years ago. And as you guys know, we started this in September of 2015. And it wasn't until I had a full-time job, I was working in corporate, but I still wanted to connect with people and want to connect with people over coffee and just having this conversation with people. And it really was an idea that I just wanted to have these conversations, possibly share them on the internet. So I, out of nowhere, kind of launched or started an Instagram page for it, took pictures of my coffee, took pictures of the things I was trying out and traveling to different coffee shops around San Diego. And I would start playing with the idea of having conversations with people and sharing their stories. Cause like this like concept is the best conversations happen over coffee. So that's kind of like how it started. And the first, ever interview that I had was with Ian and it was definitely just something on Instagram and then I launched a website and then from there here we are now fast forward to 2019 we had a podcast that started back in June of 2018 so it's really just like if you have an idea take it for what it is start small and see where you can take it because you'll never know how it how it'll evolve and all of that so Hopefully that answers your guys' questions about how I started. Um, Another thing that I get asked is, how do you start a blog or platform and grow it? It's similar to the same, to the previous question, but I think this one goes beyond just Coffee and Convos because 
If you guys don't know, I also blog and I have my own small business. Um, and my blog is called Where Alyssa Wanders, where I document my travel and lifestyle stuff. And I think it's so important that if you want to start a blog or platform, you have to know your intentions behind starting it. Is it because you want to document something specific? Is it because you want to get partnerships? I think if you just really find out what your intentions are, that's where all the magic starts. And once you find your passion or your niche or whatever it is, stick to it. Whether that's like, hey, I know a few people who did like the 365 project where they would either take a photo and share it every single day or they would do a lettering, um, do lettering or doodling every single day. And that's how they started their platform. Um, for me, it was more like I wanted to document all the things I was going through at the time. And it was what started out as something as an outlet and then slowly transformed into something where I saw potential in sharing be more beyond just myself and actually like inspiring others about my travel journey about like, oh, hey, I connected with this person in Minneapolis because I thought she was amazing and I got to stay with her and this is what we did for a whole week. Um, just really find what it is that you want to do and also be consistent. I think what helps for this podcast especially is that we set out our goal to be a podcast released every single Monday. And that's what keeps us consistent and this platform super consistent. And I think that's why we get a lot of great feedback. Um, but yeah, hopefully that answers your guys' questions about the blog and platform thing. And the next frequently asked question I get is, how do I turn my passion into something I could earn money from? Back to like everything that I just said, I think it's really just about being consistent and staying genuine because you could have a passion, but maybe it's not what something you can do to earn money from. You have to find something within that field that you know you can monetize. There's some things that, I don't know, I think it's, it just depends on what you're doing. But if you can find a way to, like if you're passionate about marketing, then you could like create an ebook or some sort of course or freebie to start like doing that traction to earn money and just gain an audience. And I think that's the thing too, is you have to find your audience and like give them what they want because as a musician or as an artist, as a photographer, <laughs> it's really difficult um, to just immediately start something and expect to earn money from it right away. It's an investment, it does take a lot of time, but the con more consistent you are and the, the more that you put out good work and quality work, I think that's, the money comes later. Like, it's really true when they say, like, when you find your passion, everything else will fall into place afterwards. And it's completely true. So don't expect to get money, like, right away, right away. And just be intentional about it, you know? Like, if you are passionate about it, that should always come first. And I got a bunch of questions from you guys, from Instagram and everything. 
about like entrepreneurship and everything. So the first question comes from a really good friend of mine, Mel Glaze. If you don't know who she is, she's an incredible entrepreneur and she is actually one of the first people I had coffee and combos with back in the day. You could find it like if you scroll all the way back on Instagram and she asked, what do you believe is your greatest strength, your superpower, if you will? And at first I wanted to say that I don't have one, but I that's such a lie because I feel like we all do. And I wanted to be like, no, shy away from it. But I really do feel like, side note, aside from all that, like something that I want to do more is like really own up to my worth. And I don't know if you guys do this as well, but I have a word of the year that kind of sets my intention throughout the year and my the word that I chose is courage and I want to have the courage to be open and real with you all and just like own my shit because yo dude like this stuff is hard and I'm not gonna lie like this past year has been super difficult quitting my job and then like going all in on this and I didn't find that this was my greatest strength at all but a lot of people would see that from me and see that like hey like she is doing great work and I wouldn't accept the compliment and that's my bad you know but I really do think my biggest strength is vulnerability and just caring and connecting with people and I think I have that ability to have a really great candid raw conversation with somebody and bring out the best in them just by them being vulnerable and sharing their story and I think that's why I'm able to share that with you all because I love the conversations that I have with people and I'm super excited for what this new year is going to bring because I've connected with with so many amazing creators, artists, entrepreneurs and I'm just, I wouldn't be here without all of these connections and my way of really caring about people. So I think that's my biggest strength is vulnerability because if I weren't here sharing with you that like, yo, this, this is hard, that I'm not doing it right. But, you know, I'm doing this because I love it. And I want to share with you guys that like, it is possible to like put your 100% into something and make it a reality. Like I had no idea that I would be able to do this podcast and I would not be able to do it without Iman or your support or anybody who doesn't, who listens to Coffee and Convos and tunes it every week. And one of my friends also asked, um, her username is Chasing Backlight. She's an incredible photographer. She asked, what was your biggest hurdle when starting your podcast and how did you fix it? Oh man. We had this idea what, back in like March, like early last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we... Yeah, we're, we totally are still going through the hurdles and we're just doing it week after week. And honestly, I think the hardest thing for me was just starting and also finding the resources and the equipment and the expertise to do it. Because when I put out work, I want to make sure it's quality and I want to make sure that the people that I chat with and have conversations with are quality people. So I really think it was just starting and getting all of those things in order. 
Like, I honestly would not be able to do this without Ayman, who's like, who has this like really sick microphone attached to a laptop and shit, and who's here with me in a coffee shop right now. And I think, like he just mentioned, we are still going through our hurdles because this isn't easy for us to show up every week and like record with a bunch of people and we want to put out like quality content every week like it's hard work and we want to make it the best as possible as we can so yeah but I think we're definitely onto something and I think the way we fix it is just to keep going and keep like going through the trials and errors yeah because when we first started like you guys can't see our setup right now but when we first started we literally brought like mic stands and these huge microphones into coffee shops it was intrusive you guys like I know you guys love the fact that we record in coffee shops but it's like really kind of like awkward because here we are sitting in a coffee shop right now and we have you know we're yeah with a ton of people just like staring at us and it's just like we're just trying to do <laughs> what we're trying to do. and But now we've condensed it and we have like a formula and a system that works and we're still refining it as we go. But re- what we have right now and with the equipment and the expertise that Ayman has, like it really does help because he also helps me edit everything so that I don't have to worry about it and I just have to worry about everything on the back end about posting and scheduling and writing out all the content. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest hurdle is really just starting and finding the resources. But once you do, like, just just experiment and see what works for you because, yo, you got this. Which also transitions into us. We are opening, like, this opportunity to record, like, podcast services for those in San Diego. Iman and I are working on something for you guys to make it easier for you for those who are seeking maybe starting your own podcast and we want to make it super easy for you guys because we do have a pretty sick formula down and we have a professional music studio to record out of so you know if you want to have your podcast edited turn around quickly and you want to create quality content definitely hit us up I'll put a link in the show notes and you know let us know like what your ideas are and we would love to work with you because I feel like podcasts are definitely the next wave of content and it's just so easy for people to tune in and just, you know, I used to be so into writing blogs and I was talking to one of the people we have interviews with um, and we were just talking about like, dude, like reading blogs is awesome, but I think like podcasts are just like making it 10 times easier for people to take in your content and really just like be a part of the conversation so definitely if you guys are thinking about recording your own podcast series or maybe a few episodes here and there just let us know we'd be happy to help and if you guys have any other like actual technicality questions we could always answer that as well um the next question is from ashley e mendez and she asks how do you keep up momentum with a new blog inspiration schedules etc <laughs> First off, my biggest tip, my biggest tip is to have your own website that you could just like put all your shit on because you don't own Instagram, you don't own Facebook, they own you and your content. And I feel like when you have a place to put it, when you have a place for it to live, 
it's more so you use social media to support that and that's really like how you drive traffic to your blog um but aside from all that i think i think starting a new blog is like starting a new habit so start small um you don't want to go in and say like i'm going to post a blog post every single day for the whole year because you have to plan ahead you have to really think about are you going to have the time for this are you going to have enough content i would say start small whether that's starting like once a week on the blog maybe it's you want to do a mix of photo and video content i would say start with like smaller pieces and something that's easier or if it's something that you could shoot yourself or maybe partner with somebody um who can help shoot your content and then like you know spend the time actually planning it out and writing it out um typically for a blog post it takes me about a week to con- like fully flesh out the concept and i like to write things out first and then take the photos after and or if it's like a travel recap post obviously have all of the photos ready and then write out everything afterwards but you know it just depends on what what your method is but definitely start out small when you're starting out don't expect to go in like a thousand percent and like do something crazy like posting every single day because you don't have to no one's expecting you to do that do something that you know you can stick to that works with your schedule and works with what your goals are just be very intentional and start small it's like working out right like you're not going to get abs overnight like you have to like work at it develop like a system that works for you and just really hit the ground running and set those goals um and do it i think as far as finding inspiration i find it everywhere um especially with the people that i meet i try and make it a point to meet with people that i find interesting that i find like their story is fascinating maybe they're a photographer and they have an incredible story to share like i just want to hear them out i want to take them out for coffee and have like conversations with them obviously um and i think it's really about like who you surround yourself with if they're going to support you and just never stop learning or growing because it's so important for you to just keep going and like not give up. Like if your goal is to really blog and like do this platform, like you just have to keep going and find your audience. Um the next question is from Mari. She goes by mary.heart.luna. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ian's sister. She's like the sweetest thing ever. And she asked me like, "What's your biggest pet peeve?" Well, honestly, my biggest pet peeve is when people aren't like actively listening and they're on their phones while you talk to them. I think that's the most rude thing in the world and honestly, it is my biggest pet peeve, but I don't I try so hard not to let it bother me because I know like technology is in the palm of our hands, but I think it really does a disservice when you're like trying to meet with somebody and that person or you are on your phone. Like what's the point if you're not being present with them? Um <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. 
<laughs> oh, that is so funny. I don't know if you guys heard that, but Ayman shared his biggest pet peeve, and it is what? It's when people are watching videos and they don't have headphones on. If you're just like in a room with somebody. And oh. Anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Like yeah. Like listening to music or whatever it is. Ooh. Be careful of people's sonic space because if you're in the same room with somebody and yeah that's very true they don't they don't want to hear that oh my gosh i feel like i might be guilty of that <laughs> i'm sorry um <laughs> i know okay thanks <laughs> so esme asked what is your creative muse um honestly my creative muse is reading taking photos and just connecting with people um i love reading new books i just finished reading do the work by stephen pressfield and he is the same author of the war of art and he talks about resistance and really just like if you're gonna fucking start something do it do not let the fear of failure of am i good enough um, am I worth it? Stop you because if you have that's resistance putting in the work and trying to stop you from being successful and being true to yourself. And by the way, Esme, congratulations on getting accepted to FITM. <laughs> You're gonna like, dude, Esme inspires me too. Like, my creative muse is honestly all the people that I keep around me. Like, it's people who are doing the work too. And I think that's like the coolest thing is when you're surrounded by like dope people who are doing so much dope stuff, like that just keeps you going. Um, like Ian with his videography stuff. I'm in killing it at the studio. Um, Esme getting accepted into FITM. Mari like doing her spiritual stuff. Like, and Leslie like doing dope work too. Like I think like if you surround yourself with the right people, like those are your muses right there. Like they will keep you motivated. They'll keep you inspired. They will challenge you and make sure you get shit done too. Because like sometimes when I'm in a funk, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. But yeah, I know. I'm like, you don't, you don't want to fall back or fall behind on the work that you want to do because you know, like, Like, you want to be there successful with your friends, too, and just, like, work alongside them and grow with them. So, like, just keep doing your work. I think it's so important. <sighs> Hopefully that answers your question, Esme. Um, <clears throat> the next question is from Taylor of Sand and Sequence. I love her. She's so freaking cute, and I love her so much. Anyways, she said that she'd love to know about pitching brands tactfully. So if you guys know, don't know what pitching is, it's when you reach out to a brand and pitch them the idea of working with them. And usually that comes with a plan and a really thought out email, right? So say I want to pitch to a coffee shop and say, hey, I'd really love to chat with your coffee shop owner because I think their story would be great to share with my audience. To pitch to brands tactfully means like you have to know why you're doing it. Like again, setting your intentions. Um, I've honestly only started to pitch to brands 
like two years ago. And honestly, it is scary because sometimes you don't really know where to start. And I've seen pitches that are both good and bad. Um, especially when I was at my last job where people would pitch to me saying like, hey, I want to um, partner with you because X, Y, Z. And the only reason why there were bad pitches was because it was very impersonal. I think when people are like, hey, I'm so-and-so and I have X amount of followers and you should work with me because yada, yada. I think that's not very intentional. It's more like, hey, they're asking for something but not giving in return. And I think with a partnership, you have to be very collaborative and know what you could both offer to each other like if this brand is going to give you free product or if they're going to give you money if they're going to let you stay in their hotel whatever it is be very intentional about what you're going to do for them in exchange and make sure that whatever you are doing is something that they need sometimes there are people who pitch and it's not very like I said intentional and it's just like, hey, I'm a blogger or I have X amount of followers and you should have me stay at your place or you should send me product because I have this many followers. I think, you know, you have to give them value as well to these brands and whatever your value is, if you're a photographer, maybe your value is, I, I don't know, maybe you like fill in a gap that they're missing. Like maybe they don't have lifestyle content and that's where you come in and say like, hey, I am a blogger and I'm also a photographer and I take lifestyle content for hospitality brands. I would love to see if you're open to an exchange for a stay at your hotel in turn in, in exchange for like video or photo of your property and me enjoying it or something like that. Um, I don't know. I think it really goes down to pitching something that is heartfelt, genuine, well thought out and actually makes sense for both you and the brand that you're reaching out to because I've seen and I've also been guilty of like working with brands that I'm not 100% like in love with and that was my bad, you know, because I didn't do my research. I accepted it because like, oh, I get free product. But really, I think if you know your brand, your values, and you are, if you want to work with a brand as well, like you have to be able to collaboratively work together, collaboratively work together, and also understand that like, yes, you could craft all these amazing pitches and know that you'll give value, but also know that like, they might not be ready to work with you, you know? So, and also if you do pitch to brands and you get rejected, know that that's not the end of the world. Um, there's been times where I felt very low when I would pitch to brands, do all the research, give them assets, give them a media kit and tell them like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, are you open to doing it? And then it just doesn't work out. Um, and I would always feel so down because it felt like a rejection, but really maybe it just wasn't the right fit. Maybe it wasn't the right time and maybe it just wasn't meant to be um, in your life at that time. So I really do think things happen for a reason. And if you're intentional and you know what you're giving out to the world, that's like super, super important. So when you're pitching to brands tactfully, just know that like 
whatever you're putting out there is intentional, genuine, and quality and of value. The last question is from Ellen Rex. She asks, how do you start as a freelancer? It's so scary. (sighs) Honestly, this is like, I'm still figuring it out as I go. And I think you could get all the advice in the world about starting out as freelance, but you really don't know how it is until you do it. Because I've asked time and time again before I like quit my job last year and I would not have expected to be where I am now. I don't know if that makes sense, but the way I started and how I know like my other friends started freelancing is they're each of our stories are completely different. And I think what I will say is to just be prepared. Um, If you're coming from a full-time job, try and save up as much as possible because the freelance life is completely unpredictable. Um, I have some few, a few retainer clients for social media management and everything like that, which is super exciting. But I also think like you just have to be open to transitioning as well because when I started freelancing I thought that I wanted to do social media management but here I am now managing social and it's like it's really hard to show up for other people and at the end of the day show up for yourself so be very intentional about what you're doing um because yeah I don't know (laughs) yes absolutely want to come here Mm-hmm. And then say you work eight hours a day, or two hours a day. If you work every day at least four hours on what you're trying to accomplish, eventually what you're doing afterwards, you're free That's very true. Yeah. To get started, yeah. Exactly. And establish that. That's very true. So Ayman had said his advice is, <laughs> I can't repeat that. Like, You should have just kept the microphone on. <laughs> um, but Ayman said that, you know, when you're coming at it, if you want to start freelancing and you're coming from a full-time eight-hour job, definitely put in the work after hours to start building that momentum. And that's what I did for Coffee and Convos. And that's how I continue to do that is like, while I did have my corporate job, I did before or after work, like meet with people and just like have conversations with them and plan out events, which was pretty gnarly. But, you know, prepare yourself so that once you do have enough momentum after hours to quit your full time job and then go all in that's definitely that's a great tip thank you so much Iman. he should he needs his own microphone <laughs> um but yeah definitely be prepared i think it's super important to to know that like this landscape is really unpredictable and like plan ahead and if you are trying to freelance like be put your work out there and connect with as many people as possible. I really do feel like as an entrepreneur, your biggest 
what's going to help you the most is your network. They'll help put the word out there that you're a photographer or you're a social media strategist or you're a sound engineer. Like they will help you get the work too. So definitely start networking if you do have a full-time job on the side and hopefully that will help. I think, does that make sense? I'm just over here saying Tinder is a great place to market yourself, but that's not how I did it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys like freelance, it is scary, but it's also very rewarding. Like I kid you not, I was very unhappy at my corporate job and you guys know this, but as soon as I left it and though I'm not financially where I was at my corporate job, I could not be happier with the freedom that I have to do the things that I actually want to like be able to travel to LA one day in the middle of the week and meet with somebody there or to like take on a gig and make a couple hundred dollars because I was able to have some really great connections, you know, but whatever it is, just like go all in. Don't be afraid. Be very confident in yourself and have the courage to fucking do so because I'm telling you, like it's, I, I heard this quote the other day and it was like the only difference between stupidity and courage is the outcome. Like that's going to dictate your success because like when people start their businesses they're going to be like, yo, like that's like in the very beginning, people are going to think you're stupid. <laughs> but towards the end, when you're successful, they're going to be like, wow, you're so brave. So whatever it is, be brave, be courageous and know that you can do it. Um, I hope this answers all of your questions. And I really do want to reiterate that like being a business owner is super scary but it's super super rewarding and I do want to share with you guys because my my freelance gig is social media and content creation and everything like that if you guys don't know and follow me at, on alissamopia.com and alissamopia like I also do one-on-one -on -one consulting calls and monthly coaching packages so if you guys are looking for some help to, you know, if I could help directly with your, <laughs> with your business or what you're doing, I would love to. So definitely I'll leave all that information in the show notes. If you are interested on booking a, like a one hour consultation call so I could answer your questions directly. I love helping out with websites, branding, people who are curious about podcasting, um, and all of that. So you know, if you're looking for podcast stuff, definitely let us know. I'm and I would love to work with you. And if you're looking to just pick my brain a little bit more and get more like strategic steps on how I can personally help you, I'll leave all of that information below as well. I hope you guys have a fantastic new year and you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. And we'll catch you on our first interview episode next week. I'm super excited about it. She definitely just like set the tone for me and definitely reminded me of like you know what is possible so you guys I'm super excited for this year 2019 is going to be amazing and I hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon okay 